Hey, humans of the internet, you are listening to episode 77? Yeah, buddy. Of the PlayStation that's Report. Correct. That is, yep, that's right. I got the right number there. 77. It's the same front as it is back. Words because yeah. it's, uh, yeah, palindromes, but it's the only same. two. It's the same number I always use in all of my gamer tags. Oh, yeah. You, you, you gosh darn fool. Um, yeah. If this is your first episode, I'm Frank alongside with my good pal, alongside my good pal, Tyler. Why am I fucking words up? Hey, Tyler, how you doing? I'm okay. How are you? You know, it's been a very, very tiring week. I agree. And it doesn't help that it's very rainy where I'm Mm. like, it's just, it's been raining for the past couple of days and I've just, it's been draining all my energy just looking out there. It's all depressed. You getting any of that? hurricane harvey down there i don't think it's related to that but if it is it's not like nearly as bad as they're having it down there yeah um yeah it's uh just a gloom and gloomy days this week uh how about you i mean what what you been up to this week eh not eh eh this probably been like maybe the busiest week of my professional career which is oh kind of frustrating and it, it there's no end in sight either which which oh. is always fun so my three-day weekend may not be a three-day weekend but we'll see um yeah other than that not too much it's it's been all right i i bird shit on my windshield this morning driving to work i'm like that's not nice that, you know? no that isn't nice at all you know, humans don't go around shitting on people's windshields. Why should birds? Yeah, but we do like just dump our shit in rivers and stuff. So That's I don't know. True. Maybe maybe it does roll back on us somehow. Yeah, I'm sure it does. I'm sure the water we drink is infested with hmm. all kinds of fun stuff. I, I try not to think about what my water was before it was my drinking water. Because that's just, that's the whole thing. Yeah. Ugh. Mm. Mm. I might be mm. drinking. I might be drinking a uh, fucking Abe Lincoln's cum. Yeah, maybe. Ugh. That would be pretty cool. Ugh, no, 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 no. Why not? I don't know. I just did uh, it. Mm. It's a subject. <laughs> if there was a president you would be with. I, I don't want to do. I don't want to do this. I, I don't want to go down this road. All right. Uh, oh man, this is a video games podcast. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Just <laughs> we're talking about video games now. <laughs> I've had enough. All right. I I asked the people what's good, and they told me video games. They also told me this podcast. They I, actually I check our reviews every month or so. Um, so I missed this one. This one actually happened at the beginning of the month. We got a review on iTunes. And I'm gonna read, I'm gonna read it for you. It's five it. stars titled Best PlayStation Podcast Available by Whoa. Lobo Del Mar on August eighth, twenty seventeen. And he says, I listen to a lot of video game related podcasts, and I have to say this is the best. Look forward to it more than any other and listen to every Friday without fail. Give it a shot. These guys are hilarious and give their genuine, honest opinions on the latest PlayStation games and news every episode. 
That's awesome. Thank, Thank you. you. That is very cool. It is very certainly. Cool. Leave more comments and reviews, and we will read them. Yes, we will. And I will try to check them more often because that was like three or four weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. But video games, Tyler, we both played Uncharted The Lost Legacy all the way through. Yes. Yes, we did. I did. I am going to give the floor to you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we'll be getting into spoilers here. Uh, Absolutely. But, you know, non-spoilery thoughts. I think this game is is very cool. It has some great gameplay moments. It has some of my favorite moments in the whole franchise. And I think personally, the the whole negativity around this game is a little overblown, like to me, because I played it. I'm like, it's still a high quality Naughty Dog Uncharted game. It doesn't hit as hard as past games, but it's still like solid. You know, I thoroughly enjoyed playing through through most of this game. So last week I got up into and finished the open world part. And then after that, it becomes a traditional linear Uncharted game. And I think that's when the game truly shines. Mm hmm. I think the open world part, while cool, was a cool experiment. There's cool things that went on. It was in, it was cool to see Uncharted go that way, of almost like a Far Cry sort of thing. I think it was probably the weakest part of the game. Just because those polished moments are so, so high quality from Naughty Dog. Yes. So... A lot of the chatter about this game has also been about the characters, uh, Nadine and Chloe. I, I've mm-hmm. I've heard that people just don't like how they are together in a game, and they try to they say that this game isn't as good because the relationship between them isn't as isn't the same as Nate and Sully. And I I don't think it has to be the same as Nate and Sully. And I think what they did here was really good. Yeah. I, I mean, they, yes. they, ex- these are very like different characters than you're used to. I, I'm sure like people familiar with Uncharted Four are familiar with Nadine Ross. She's like a hardcore mercenary chick, and she and uh, Chloe, she's she's a thieving, conniving bitch. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's just what she is, and that's not to say that I don't like that. I mean, I think she she's a really cool character, but you have basically polar opposites here together on this in this game and i and the way that they just they come together pull apart and come back together it's just i i think that the dynamic how it like just shifts throughout the game i think it's really brilliant just seeing that definitely definitely and i liked how it was a different relationship you know i i think like nate and sully and nate and his brother and stuff they're all really cool relationships but this one was a little bit different it was a little bit more business you know but mm-hmm. then they kind of got to know each other and they grew on each other and everything and and wh- i thought there were some great moments with that i think once you learn some of the wrinkles that happen towards the later third of the game i i think it, you get get gain a larger appreciation for how chloe is treating nadine yeah uh, it's 
and how Chloe is like so is being so forgiving early on of Nadine and her behavior and attitude. I, I think there's I, I, I just think it's really well done when you actually take a step back and look at the whole the whole picture. Yeah, definitely. Um, so what was your favorite part of this game? I mean, we're talking full spoilers now. Oh, full spoilers. Favorite part of the game, I think. was the part that hit you the most? Well, the part that hit me the most was, oh, man, it's, it's hard to say. I think I really loved the ending. I loved the ending scene. The end scene is just brilliant it's yeah hilarious and it, i think it's it foreshadows possible future games i hope it does um but i i wouldn't keep my hopes up the way they've been talking about uncharted but um i just like how like <laughs> the part where they're working when uh when uh chloe figures out what her little trinket is actually for <laughs> And she yeah. discovers that her father w- has gotten off this s- that far on the same path that she's taking. I think that was that was the most powerful moment for me when she realized that her father wasn't crazy and that he was actually on the right track. Yeah, I, that that was absolutely like the standout moment for me to where it just really hit. And I was like, damn, like I just I didn't see that coming mm-hmm. at all. And the way when it clicked with her and I was like, wait, what, what? I'm, I'm, I'm a little confused. And then it clicks with you and you go, shit, like, damn, like that's an excellent moment. And the facial animations in that, during that moment just completely sold it to me. Mm-hmm. Like seeing the look on Chloe's face and everything, it just proved to me like, yeah, Naughty Dog still like, the best when it comes to that stuff because you know sometimes that can be kind of a immersion breaking moment in games when you know it's just crazy ass story moment but the animations are a little wonky or something like that and but naughty dog they just put it all together and that that was a great moment another moment that stood out to me was the the whole thing when you run into the elephant yes that's a trap yeah I didn't see that coming either. I thought that was beautiful. Like I got genuinely like sad when I saw that elephant trapped. I'm like, fuck, and I, I got to save you, man. And then, then you just kind of ride it. The music's great. It's just this nice quiet moment between both of them. Uh, after they kind of Nadine learned a little bit that she was kind of sort of being used a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, they eventually came back together. That part, I was like, you know, I think they brought them back together pretty quick, but I think it kind of made sense why they did it. And I liked the dynamic between them afterwards, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I thought that was that was cool. That was a great moment. I, I think maybe the weakest part of this of of this game might it, the open world. It, I, I can agree. It is. It does. Gameplay wise, it's the weakest part. But I think narratively, I think the villain is actually kind of the weakest bit. Yeah, he's definitely. he's kind of just a nobody crazy maniac who yeah. used to wor- who uh, Nadine used to work with. Yeah. Um, and his plans to cause civil war in India for apparently like some sort of cultural ethnic cleansing kind of thing. I, I just felt like it. It was all just it was kind of nonsense what he was trying to do. 
Yeah, it, it was nonsense. And I think when it comes to a villain, you know, Asav is definitely one of the more forgettable ones mm-hmm. in Uncharted. It's right up there with the villain of Golden Abyss to me. That guy is so forgettable and they're kind of the same in a way. Uh, yeah, he, he wasn't he wasn't great, but I think some of it like he, he wasn't great in terms of his you know, intentions and all that stuff. But some of the performances, I think voice acting wise and everything were phenomenal, especially when you're in a, whatever that room is where he kind of catches all three of them, Nadine, uh, Chloe and, and Sam. And, you know, you're forced to kind of figure it out. And then they flood, blow up the whole place after you grab the tusk and everything like in those cutscenes, there, I, that was phenomenal. That was some in, intense stuff there. Mm. Yeah, I, cool. I, I think overall this is an excellent game, and it is a, it is on the short side. I beat it in like just under seven hours, but I did yeah, a lot of exploration. Mm-hmm. Um, and but it is priced appropriately. I think forty dollars is just the right price for this game. Definitely. Yeah, it's it's good. It doesn't have as many standout moments, but I think the ones that are there are strong enough to make me absolutely recommend this game. Yes, I think it's it's cool. And the ending is cool. Like when you uh, hop on the train and everything, I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. this this again. Like we kind of already went through this, you know, in Uncharted 2. And it was probably one of the best moments of the franchise. And I'm like, hey, I don't know how I feel about this. But the more I started playing it, the more it was kind of a little bit different, you know, with especially with the rope and all that stuff. Um, But it was the boss fight at the end. I think that is one of the best final boss fights in moments, you know, of just running away as the trains falling off. And then eventually is, you know, you talk about them all sitting on the tracks and everything. That was pretty cool. What did you think when you realized Sam was in this game? I, when I realized that, that was kind of a wrinkle in what Chloe, like what Chloe was hiding. I, I thought it was brilliant mm-hmm. that me too, that, that she was working with Sam, but she wouldn't let no Nadine know. And that she, I don't know when she planned on letting Nadine know, or it's just, it's, I, I just thought that was the, I, up until then, I didn't know where the story was going or where the twist would be. But when yeah. when it happened to be Sam, I, a lot of how Chloe was acting earlier in the game made a ton of sense. Yeah. I agree. I agree. It, it's a cool game. And I, I think it it proves that Uncharted doesn't need Nathan Drake. I mean, he'll always kind of be Uncharted in a way, but they don't need him in order to make a quality game and tell a quality story. Yes. It's and Chloe was like the perfect character. Cause I thought she was, she was very cool in, in other uncharted games. And I like, like learning a lot more about her past here. Yes. So. After not having Chloe at all in uncharted four, I was happy to see her in the lost mm-hmm. legacy. Yeah. Uh, from a polished story. <laughs> To a not so polished story. Let's talk about Madden's long shot. Tyler, we both we both played long shot and I think we have similar opinions on 
how it was received critically and how we feel about it, I think I think there's that same twist of the knife in us. Yeah, I mean, have you finished it? I have. Yes. Okay. I I haven't played too much more since since I played the first time. Um, so I'm only about 30 minutes in. However, like those 30 minutes, I was completely bored to tears. Uh, I mean, I'm going to play it to finish it because I, you know, I heard it's not that long. Um, but I was just kind of a little disappointed, at least so far, because like this is such a slow start. I'm not really enjoying either of these characters that you're starting with, at least right now. You know, the gameplay that you do, you know, might get better later on, but it's very minimal in, you know, I was hoping for a little bit more uh, with that. Um, It's just a little boring to me. I'm not really understanding, you know, reading reviews and all that stuff about this game of like, yeah, the story is pretty cool. I'm just kind of like, hey. Yeah, I'm not sure. I have a lot of complaints about the story mode. Uh, Gameplay aside, I I think narratively it just doesn't hit on any notes for me. It doesn't have. It has some sort of emotional tugs in it, but the way that the game is technically is just it's dreadful. Like I don't understand how they got away with those environments. How they like. I don't think the Madden team knows how to make anything outside of a football arena. Yeah, well, they've never really done it before, so it kind of makes sense, but I'm feeling you. Yeah, but uh, they're all working on the frostbite. They have plenty of other people like within EA that they could like just call out to and like ask for advice and stuff like that. I, I just feel like they didn't they didn't spend the time they needed to to polish this up. I've seen like graphical glitches with like shit clipping in in the single player and is like fucking clothing clipping through other clothing stuff you see like on the field of Madden in the single player experience it's not touched up there I I feel like that that was just that's border that's borderline unacceptable if you're trying to craft like some sort of narrative experience yeah I mean it can certainly like break it mm-hmm. in a weird way you know I I also found that like pretty much every character is unlikable like beyond the two players that are the focus of of the game, I feel like the people who are doing this long shot story, I, I feel like a lot of those people are just either they're either just super annoying and you don't want to hear them speak a single fucking word <laughs> or they're just so goddamn boring that you want to just do literally anything else. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I feel you with, um, let's see, I, I, I don't even know his name, the, the, your buddy in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Every time he talks, I'm just like, shut the fuck up. Like, I just don't want to hear that guy speak at all. Oh, no, there's a worse character that you're going to run into. Oh, exciting. Like, a, like at least twice as worse as uh, what this fucking name Cruz. I believe his is his last name. I forget his first name, but man, I 
I don't know, man. This this story experience was not what I was looking for in a Madden story about a kid trying to get to the draft. I mean, it had its high moments were bearable. <laughs> And the rest of it was just I felt like I was just playing it to get through it. Yeah, I think they need to incorporate it a little bit more with actual gameplay. Of yeah, Madden. a lot of the a lot of the gameplay in this was QTEs, fucking mm-hmm. QTEs. Like, I don't give a fuck about doing QTEs. Like, I mean, it's it's not a fun thing to do. It's just not. It's not fun. Yeah. Like, Especially when, you know, another sports competitor in NBA 2K, like their story mode is cool, you know, and it tells a story, but you create a character and you're actually playing and playing like actual basketball and stuff. And that stuff is very neat. And I, I hope that future installments, they can build around that, you yeah. know, like actual playing of the football. I, yeah. And another thing about the story, your choices don't like outside of like affecting your draft status, your choices don't fucking matter because you can like totally blow off your friend, dude, when you're doing the, when you're at your regional combine, you can totally fucking blow him off and he won't have any sort of reaction to you about that. Mm. Like he'll ask you to do something for him and you can just choose not to fucking do it. And he, he just doesn't fucking react. Like outside of that one, like you'll get like one maybe half-assed facial expression at the moment, but later on in the story, it doesn't say anything about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's unfortunate. That's I, I just feel like in NBA 2K, like your your decisions actually kind of affected how the other characters felt about you. Yeah, definitely. Let's talk about the actual playing of football, though. In Madden, phenomenal. It is. Although, recently, I've been noticing that there are a lot of fucking bugs still in this game. Yeah, um, I've noticed that. Bugs with um, defenders just janking out and, like, accidentally encroaching on the offensive line. Um, I've ran into a glitch where um, the quarterback was facing away from the center, and he was just frozen there, and the play clock ran out. Nice! <laughs> it was That's Aaron awesome. Rodgers. <laughs> Oh, he was just boy, standing there with his back to the center looking to go back in the shotgun and he just yeah yeah that's hilarious and then wow. there's then there's uh sometimes uh wide receivers when you snap the ball like they just they take one step but it looks like they're frozen in a half step and it'll take them a while to actually start running again yeah like there there are little glitches like that that I'm noticing that really need to get cleaned up for me to even start playing online. I've been mostly playing franchise mode. How about you? Yeah, I've been playing a lot of franchise mode, and I, I think it's cool because this is the first Madden that I've actually owned since Madden 12. Same. Um, and they this franchise mode is pretty damn deep. Like, all the different things you can do with drafting and rosters and goals and all kinds of stuff. I'm like, damn, this is actually really cool. And like training and like, wow. And it's got this like RPG like experience yeah, that the, you can do. And the, you can always like upgrade your players over time. It's cool. Yeah. I think the player development is one of the things that absolutely stood out to me. Like you mm-hmm. can focus on, you could actually focus on making a player better by utilizing him more. And I, I think that's 
that's a smart way to do it because I, I feel like that's that's kind of realistic. Like if you if you're giving this guy more opportunities, he's going and he capitalizes on it. He's going to get better. Yeah, definitely. And I'm playing on pro, which I mean, is the normal default difficulty. But I think it's still to me a solid difficulty because I'm all right at Madden, but I'm not like the best motherfucker in the world. So I still make a lot of mistakes, but I like want to get better at like reading the field and seeing when receivers are open and timing stuff. And, you know, I, I feel I've been getting better at that stuff. It, it's, it's cool. It still has some of those like bad moments that kind of piss me off. Like you're rolling out of the pocket for like play action or something. And the defender is chasing you and you hit the button to pass it to get the ball off but you just get sacked instead. And you're like, motherfucker, I was like fucking mashing square to get the ball off. What's up with this stuff? But you can do a lot at like the line of scrimmage and stuff, you know, which is cool and like changing plays and routes. And they've had this stuff in the past. I just feel it's a lot deeper here, a lot easier to understand. The one thing that's pissed me off is um, the kicking. I'm not sure like they always fucking change the kicking all the damn time. And I just don't get it. And uh, I I have certainly I I mean, I understand it now, but I have certainly fucked up a few field goals that I wish I would have had back. Uh, But I just don't understand. Like they they had the kicking down perfectly a long time ago, but they always seem to like just change how it works just a little bit. It's just always frustrating to me. Hmm. It's cool. I like playing the football a lot. Hmm. I do too. Um, one of the other dumb things that just happened today, I was, so I was rolling out of the pocket with Ben Roethlisberger. It was like third and two or something. And I was rolling out of the pocket. Um, the play was breaking down. So I, I decided, Oh, I'll just run the two yards. Cause I had open field ahead of me. I run the two yards. I press, uh, I press square to like dive or slide. Um, and he just fucking throws the ball backwards to my tight end. The tight end drops it. And it's a fumble because it's a backward pass. Oh, man. And I'm like, dude, motherfucker, I'm already past the line of scrimmage. Why would you even (laughs) let me fucking pass the ball? Yeah, that sucks. (laughs) Damn. Mm. It can be a little weird sometimes, too, with the, the AI of like. I was playing the Bears and the Bears are like. They're not an awful team, but they're definitely not the best team. But they were absolutely the hardest team I've played all season long. I'm like, this is just bizarre. It should not not be this way. Like when I played the Falcons, I felt I felt like it was a good challenge because the Falcons are a good team and they played really well. And I played the Bengals and they were all right. But they had, you know, Andy Dalton was Andy Dalton. And. Then I played the Bears and fucking Mike Trubisky, who isn't even a starter in the NFL, but for some reason he was starting. He was like the best quarterback in the whole fucking league when I was playing him. Like that dude hit his first like 12 passes. And I'm like, dude, I'm trying everything. I've done zones. I've done blitzes. I have done everything to try to stop your ass. And I can't. What's up with this shit? Yeah, it's it's just kind of bizarre with some balancing stuff that happens sometimes. Yeah, it's fun. I, I, it's still a fun game. We like get, we got to play each other. We do definitely. I, I the only one I ever really play is Sam. Sam's pretty solid at 
in Madden. Mm. So we have a deep rivalry. Oh. So you and I got I'm going to make it three. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, All right. Um, Other than that, what else did we play? I played some Windjammers. Oh. Um, So how I'd explain Windjammers is (sighs) Pong (laughs) 2.5. <laughs> so basically you're just throwing a disc back and forth uh it's top down left to right um you're just trying to score it into the like the back of their zone and you can put spin on the disc uh you can lob the disc you if you time it correctly you can throw it faster or you can knock it up and then charge up your super while it's in the air and you're standing underneath it like it it's a fun game it's a fun little game um, there's online, there's online multiplayer, there's local multiplayer, there's an arcade mode where you, where you play against everyone. There's different characters, their stats are speed and power, um, I th- or strength, speed and strength. The more speed you have, of course, you run around faster, but the more strength they have, the harder you throw it. And, um, if you throw it hard enough, you can actually knock a, the other player back into their goal if they catch it too close to the back end. So there's like a little strategy there. Uh, I I like it. I like it. Uh, Matchmaking could use a little work. Uh, I played the same guy four times in a row. Um, And then I went and played ranked. I beat a guy. Matchmaked. I matched with him again and he left before the match started because I beat him right before then. (laughs) Is that because of matchmaking or because not a lot of people are playing the game? (sighs) I don't know. I want to say it's because of matchmaking because I hope there's more people playing the game. (laughs) But, uh, man, I I like it. I I think it's a good game. Never played it. It's got this like it's kind of I think it's loves it. Yeah, I think it's some sort of remake of like an arcade game. Yeah, I I think it was like either it was either arcade or on PS1. Mm. One of the two. Yeah, but I, I like it. I like it. It's it's a good game. Um, yeah. you, you play anything else? Not much. Not not besides. I mean, we played some uh, Modern Warfare, and which was cool. Mm-hmm. It was always fun. I'm still uh, good at it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, got Life is Strange downloaded. I'm hopefully gonna play that oh, this yeah. weekend. Yeah. Uh, and then Destiny 2 is next Wednesday. Oh, yeah. I am stoked. Kind of fucking game releases suck. on a Wednesday, though. I know. I've, like, never seen that before, but whatever. Mm. Hopefully work doesn't suck and I can actually play it. Play it a bunch next week because I'm stoked. Yeah. I'm looking forward to those same exact two games. I'm going to play uh, Life is Strange this weekend. And, uh... Looking forward to that. Um, before we kick it off with the news here, we'd like to direct you to Bungie, who's doing a kind of charity thing to help with Houston. They're, if you didn't know and you're not paying attention to the news, uh, Houston's getting hit by this Hurricane Harvey, flooded all over the place. That city's fucking ruined. But uh, Destiny 2 is selling these pins. And the profits will go to Direct Relief, which is a charity that is going to help with the recovery in Houston. 
Um, I believe that's on Bungie store. I forget exactly how to get to Bungie store. Hold on. I'll go to their blog post here and then I'll go to the, yeah, it's just called the Bungie. If you search Bungie store, it's bungiestore.com and you can go get your, uh, destiny two foundation collectible pin. Um, you'll get a downloadable code for an emblem in game. And, uh, yeah, it's a good charitable thing you can do. You get some, you get some, uh, you get a pin and some in-game stuff. Um, yeah, really sucks what's happening down there. Can't, yeah. can't really plan for a super storm like that. No, I, I couldn't even imagine. I was like, you know, listening to the news and they were saying they were supposed to get 40 to 50 inches of rain. I was like, I can't even fathom that, man. Uh, you know, because, you know, every once in a while around my area, at least we'll get maybe a few inches and that can be pretty fucking crazy what it does around here. But 40 to 50, like, holy shit. I couldn't even imagine. Feel bad for all those people down there that lost their homes or can't be at home or, you know, all that stuff. But the really, you know, it, it's always it's so fucking shitty when these things happen. But it is always cool how people come together to help each other. Mm-hmm. And it's like we're always so divided all the time. And, you know, it's good to see a lot of people coming together to, to help each other out in this one. That stuff's always great. Yes, absolutely. Oh, man. All right. Well, now that we got that situated, get making you aware, we're going to go to some happier news. PSVR bundles are going to be coming out later um, this year. Uh, we're getting a PlayStation VR Worlds bundle for $450, which I believe it was $500. Yep. Um, there's, I don't know exactly. I didn't read everything in this, but there are, I think there are going to be other bundles as well. Yeah. Um, the, mean, the base bundle with just the camera VR headset is coming down to $400. Yep. Um, but yeah, I don't think they're actually cutting the price of the headset by itself. I think it's just these bundles. Okay. Which, I mean, you might as well. If you're going to lay down all the money for a PlayStation VR, you might as well go and grab a bundle so you can at least maybe get the camera and the move controllers in a game mm-hmm. with it. So and there are a lot of games out there. If you haven't been on VR, jumping in right now, that you can get into Resident Evil 7, Farpoint, Batman Arkham VR, Star Trek Bridge Crew, all kinds of stuff out there. Super hot VR. Um, yeah. But yeah. If you want to get into it, get one of those bundles for a better value. Yeah. I mean, I think the PlayStation VR has built itself a nice, small little library of quality titles. To me, it's still not worth what you pay. But, uh, I mean, every time I've played VR, I do get instantly blown away. I mean, it is just such a crazy experience whenever you play it. But, you know, hey. Any of those titles grab you, this is a good way to go. Mm-hmm. I concur. I own a PSVR. 
I don't regret it. It's just that it spends a lot of time sitting they're not being used because i just it's a whole thing to break out the vr yeah if i had like a dedicated station where i just had it set up and ready to go anytime i wanted then i'd probably play it more yeah i i almost feel that that is like the one thing that's really holding vr back the most it's just it's so cumbersome to set up Mm -hmm. you know if it was a little bit more plug and play i feel like maybe a little bit more people will go after i mean 400 500 is still a lot of money but definitely you know knowing how cumbersome it is to set up all the time it doesn't help absolutely oh boy um so a lot of you probably already play overwatch it's a really popular game if you didn't know there's going to be some changes. Upcoming season is happening. I believe it starts this weekend, season six. Um, but here's some changes you should know about to some of the characters you might play. Um, Junkrat is now going to be able to hold two mines. Oh, boy. And his rip tire is going to move faster. Oh, no. 30% <laughs> faster. Um, Widowmaker's grappling hook is getting a cooldown reduction from 12 to 8 seconds, and now Roadhog's self-heal can be used while moving, but the healing has been reduced. Ugh. God damn it. Mm. Just keep on slicing up Roadhog, Blizzard. Why not? Mm. Jesus Christ. You know... They must like their bacon. Yeah. I mean... The changes to Junkrat could be cool. You know, I mean, the Riptide does, especially if you're trying to stay hidden far away or something, it does take a little bit of time to get there. So going quicker could change some stuff up. The two minds thing, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Yeah, that's that, that, that'll be interesting, especially on some of the control maps uh, that you can easily get blown off. It'll be interesting to see how that goes. And Widowmaker, that just makes sense. I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't understand Widowmaker. Yeah, I I don't know what they're going to do with Widowmaker. <laughs> and Keith, our buddy Keith had a good idea with Widowmaker because you her all is fucking useless yeah like i don't give a flying fuck where people are and and if you have a good hanzo you can spot those people anyways so why not make it where if she uses her alt to spot everybody you know your team maybe gets like it's a small damage buff like 10 to 20 percent or something for the you know however long it goes 20 seconds or whatever you just you have a damage buff and you know where everybody's at that could be cool. It's not something that I feel would be completely or let game Widow- breaking if it's a small buff. Or let Widowmaker shoot through walls when she has yeah. her when she has her that, alt. That could be very interesting. Wow. I didn't think of that. Yeah, there's some definitely things they need to do with Widowmaker to make her a much cooler character. But Roadhawk, goddamn. Like th- Ugh, they fucked with his power. Now he's going to heal less, even though he can. And he's slow. So being able to heal while moving doesn't fucking matter. You're probably going to get caught anyways. He was just such a great tank. And now, now they just kind of fucked him up. Because I think I always felt the problem wasn't his power or his healing. It was the length of his chain. 
mm-hmm. like that fucking length is ridiculous. Like maybe shorten that up a little bit, but keep the power. I mean, it just sucks when you hook a fucking tracer who doesn't have a lot of health and you shoot her square in the fucking face and she doesn't die. That's just depressing, man. RIP Roadhog. Uh, and we won't be seeing any of our favorite Overwatch characters in the Olympics either. Nope. Um, the, inter- the International Olympic Committee has uh, decided that uh, esports are too violent for the Olympics. That's their that's the reason that they won't let esports into the Olympics. And I don't I don't necessarily think esports belong in the Olympics myself, but I, I feel like that reason itself is kind of a cop out. Because traditionally the history of the Olympics people were doing stuff like wrestling and throwing javelins, like things that are probably like used to measure the strength of a soldier. I believe historically, like a lot of a lot of soldiers, military would uh, participate in the Olympics just to show off like their abilities, and, like how valuable they are as a soldier. And I, I think I think the tradition of the Olympics just I don't think violence is ever, has ever really been an issue because sports can get violent. Yeah, I mean, they have some violent sports in there. Like there's some fighting stuff. There's boxing, you know, uh, winter Olympics has hockey, you know, Mm -hmm. hockey can get violent at times, you know, that that's not really a, a good reason. I, I, I don't really think video games belong in the Olympics because I think the Olympics are more about physical abilities and not really mental Mm -hmm. abilities or or anything, whatever you want to say that video games i mean there's you know. there still is a level of physical coordination about being able to like go mouse and keyboard and just react reaction stuff yeah. time like that and being precise albeit on a small scale but it's uh, i i agree with that that sentiment as well i feel like esports while while it is impressive what some of these uh, one some of these players can do it's I, I don't know. I don't think it's Olympic worthy. No. However, I would love if someone made almost like an Olympics for esports and there was multiple games that are played kind of in the same place and different countries competing for each other. And it happens every two or four years. Or something. that could be very cool to me. Mm-hmm. I. <sighs> I just think that uh, a lot of the esports organizations right now already have that market cornered. Like they have their big tournaments. They they have the money. And I I just don't think that uh, having that kind of tournament would actually be financially viable because the money is already elsewhere. Right. Um, Yeah. Although that doesn't didn't stop a lot of sports like basketball and soccer and rugby but i i don't i don't know i just i just don't see it happening for esports yet no i don't either i mean i want esports to definitely grow in popularity because i think it's important for video games uh and it absolutely has uh definitely over the past few years mm-hmm. but i'm just not sure if the olympics is the right place for that it's kind of weird 
to think about, actually. I won an Olympic gold medal in Dota. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's just a very, very bizarre thing to have the Olympic in the Olympics having video games next to basketball and track and field and weird shit, you know? It, it's just bizarre so i don't think it really makes sense but saying it's because of violence that's such a like old thing man like we're past that that's yeah. such a like old fucking 80s and 90s thing of oh, video games are making everybody too violent it's all grand theft auto's fault like now i think we're past that absolutely <laughs> yeah we'll see what happens to esports if it gets some sort of uh, international recognition in that way. Um, uh, talk about the free games PlayStation Plus members will get in September. And I think we got a pretty solid lineup this month. Um, lineup is as follows. Infamous Second Son and Strike Vector X on PlayStation 4. On PlayStation 3, you'll get Truck Racer and Handball 2016. On PlayStation Vita, you'll get We Are Doomed and Had a Full Boyfriend. Both of those cross by with PlayStation 4. Infamous Second if- Son, fucking excellent game. Yes. Additionally, yes. if you own PlayStation VR, you'll be getting Rigs, Mechanized Combat League. Oh, wow. Actually, that seems like a timed... It looks like a timed thing now. Hmm. Huh. Or maybe it's just a different time period. It says from September 5th through November 7th. I'm not sure if that's the time period you can pick it up or if that's the time period you can play it for free. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily specify here. That's a good thing to have PlayStation VR things in in uh, in PlayStation Plus. They, if they want to push VR a little bit more, that that would be a great way to do that. Um yeah, those PS3 offerings are solid. I just don't think the PlayStation 3 exists anymore. <laughs> they, they can stop. They can stop. Nobody's nobody's asking for PS3 games anymore, especially when it's Truck Racer and Handball 2016. Like what the fuck? Mm. Uh, Infamous Second Son has like a special place in my heart as when I got a PS4, I got Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag and Battlefield 4 and just played them for a while. Infamous Second Son was the first like brand new day of purchase on PS4 I've ever, ever got. Hmm. I need to go back and platinum that. Yeah, I, I already too. own it, so... Yeah, it's a very easy platinum. I only need a few trophies. Just never never got around to do it. Hmm. I'm excited to date pigeons, though. Had a full boyfriend. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. <laughs> so I know I said I, I do Undertale as my travel game, but I'm already, like, I'm already playing through Undertale. Um, so maybe I'll save Had a full boyfriend for my flight to PSX. There you go. Oh, yeah. Dating them pigeons, making sure they're good boys. <laughs> Gotta be a good boy. Mm-mm-mm. If you wanted to know what the new games were, stick around. We're going to read the new games that came out this week, and I'm going to let you start 
We have a long list this week. And oh, uh, Jesus. Yeah. Just just go ahead and let's let's get started here. Oh my fucking god. All right. Um Absolver on PS4 Digital. Absolver is an online multiplayer combat experience where players are placed behind the mask of a prospect. Prospects will wander forsaken lands, encountering others to learn new combat skills, acquire weapons and armor, and engage in solo duels in intense three-on-three battles. This game's been getting some interesting comments. It seems interesting, but it seems very complicated. But if you're willing to invest the time might be worth it for you Mm. next up we got another fighting game but it's a playstation 2 game coming on playstation 4 art of fighting anthology contains art of fighting trilogy experience a piece of fighting game history with these games that redefine what it meant to be a fighter many mechanics introduced in this series have gone on to become staples of the genre Next up is Dead Alliance on PS4, digital, and retail. Dead Alliance is a fast-paced, multiplayer, first-person zombie shooter set in a post-apocalyptic world where former military bases have been turned into the only remaining city-states. Build your squad and take out strategic control of bases across maps infested with zombies. Yo, the one thing I don't understand about this cover art, why aren't the soldiers pointing their guns at the zombies? Yeah, I was wondering that, too. I don't really understand that. Yeah. Unless they're zombies, too. Maybe they are. Ooh. Well, uh, if I ever catch you being a zombie, I'm going to send you to detention, which is oh. also a video game coming out on PlayStation 4 digitally. <laughs> detention is an, is an unique. <laughs> I don't wait. I believe that should be a unique. Because the way unique, yes, Detention is a unique atmospheric horror game heavily influenced by Taiwanese East Asian culture, religious elements and mythology. Venture into a school beset by hostile supernatural events to uncover stories behind the haunted place. Detention reminds me of our eighth grade science teacher. If you remember him, Mr. Rogan. Mr. Yo, oh, hey, okay. Detention. Yeah. <laughs> he always yeah. said it funny. Yeah. Uh, and he gave everybody like fucking fetuses. It was weird. Everybody's Golf on PS4, digital and retail. Everybody's Golf is a new game for PS4. No shit. Anybody can play golf with basically only three button clicks. Now you can experience golf with a variety of character customizations, fishing, and carting across the courses. Basically, this is a uh, hot shots call. Yes, it is. I know about everybody's golf, but would you like to tell me more about everybody's fetus? Yeah. <laughs> nah, I'm okay. I remember one thing in there where we were fucking around with polymers and made this like weird like I I want to say it was like kind of I don't know. It was sort of some sort of elastic thingy. I don't know. It was really gross. It looked yeah, like skin like color, and it was just—it was just a really gross thing. It was like yeah. little rubbery shits that we made by mixing two things. I don't remember that. I remember he had like 
the eighth grade class, he would like take everybody's picture and just hang it up around his classroom. And it was kind of creepy. He just had all these pictures of all his students hanging around. So, I mean, maybe it's not creepy, but maybe he's just waiting for one of us to get famous. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It, it just felt very strange when you're in his classroom at the time. Yeah. But, mm. Good old days. Good times. Yeah, I got a lot of fine memories from that class. I remember back in the day, I used to go fishing. This next game, Fishing Planet, is going to let me do that on PlayStation 4. It's a digital game. Fishing Planet is a unique and highly realistic online first-person multiplayer fishing simulator developed by avid fishing enthusiasts for anglers to bring you the full thrill of actual angling. Wow. Catch some bass. Yeah. Next up is Grim Legends 2, Dark and Song of the Dark Swan on PS4. When a mysterious illness befalls the queen of the Eagle Kingdom, a famous healer is summoned to Eagle Castle to examine her. Mm. Cool. But um, why would a swan be going to an Eagle Castle? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Here we go. The last day of June. It's already August. I have a feeling this game was delayed, but yeah, I can't confirm. It's funny that the last day of June is coming out on the last day of August. Yeah. That's great. How about that? Uh, join Carl and June on what begins as a magical outing to their favorite spot and try to unlock the sequence of events that could save the day and June's life in this this cinematic experience that will compel you to ask yourself, what would I do to save the one I love? Next up is Life is Strange Before the Storm Episode 1 on PS4. Life is Strange Before the Storm features Chloe Price, a 16-year-old rebel who forms an unlikely friendship with Rachel Amber, a beautiful and popular girl destined for success. When Rachel's world is turned upside down by a family secret, it takes their newfound alliance to give each other the strength to overcome their demons. Excited to play this. Oh, yeah. The Lost Bear is the next game, and it's a PlayStation VR game available digitally. Immerse yourself into the hand-drawn world of the Lost Bear. Help Walnut on her journey home through a mysterious land corrupted by the toy-stealing Snatcher. Next up is the Metro Nomicon. Slay the dance floor on PS4. Save the world from magical party crashers. Packing in a full-fledged story mode... Packing in a full-fledged story mode with a colorful cast of musically empowered heroes and villains, the Metronomicon sees you take control of a party of eight new masters of the rhythm, rhythmic combat arts to wage musical warfare against multitude of dance-mongering fiends. Mm. Mm, that's a mouthful. Yes. Next up, we have Abduction on PlayStation 4 digitally, a new sci-fi adventure from Cyan, the creators of Myst. Abducted far across the universe, you find yourself on a broken alien landscape with odd pieces of Earth. Explore, uncover, solve, and find a way to make it home. Next up is Pillars of Eternity Complete Edition PS4 digital and retail. Pillars of Eternity the ultimate 
role-playing experience comes to PS4. Created by and for role-playing games by Obsidian Entertainment and adapted by Paradox Arctic, together bringing Pillar's fantastical world, tactical combat, and unforgettable story to you. A very good game on PC. I don't know how it plays on PlayStation 4, but if it holds up to PC quality, I highly recommend it. Read reviews, I guess. That's what I'm saying. Um, Red Out on PlayStation 4 Digital and Retail is next up here. Red Out is pure anti-gravity racing, a tribute to the classic arcade racing monsters. It's designed to be uncompromising, fast, tough, and satisfying driving experience soaked in the vertigo that stands at the core of the genre. Hmm. Looks like Wipeout. A little bit. Next up is Resident Evil Revelations, PS4, digital, and retail. The story is set at a time before the Kijuju and Lanxiang bioterror incidents when the BSAA was still young, was still a young organization. Join Jill Valentine aboard a ghost ship in the Mediterranean Sea searching for her old partner, Chris Redfield. Mm. Resident Evil's making a comeback, man. Yeah. There's a lot of Resident Evil games on PS4 that you can play. Yeah. Uh, here is Rock of Ages 2, bigger and bolder. On PlayStation 4 digitally, the greatest rock racing tower defense art history game is back. Like the title says, Bigger and Bolder cranks up the surrealism and gameplay with chaotic two-on-two multiplayer, new time periods, and improved graphics, physics, and destructibility. Is Def Leppard in this game? Uh, you not, know, I'm a little disappointed. I cannot confirm or deny that. Darn. Next up is Sneaky Bears. <laughs> Don't let them catch you on PS4. <laughs> The world is under attack by evil teddy bears, led by the evil mastermind Bear Frank. Whoa, 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 whoa. They have seized control of a toy factory in which they are building an evil teddy bear army to take over the world. Armed with only your motion-controlled weapons, it is up to you to stop them and rescue the innocent panda teddy bears that Frank and his minions have taken hostage. These fuckers what are dox- you doing, man? Yo, these fuckers doxing me here on the PlayStation blog. Yeah, God. you're exposed. Oh, Damn. no. I, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to, I don't know. Uh, I have to do something about this. Mm-hmm. But before I do that, I'll read the next game here, Spark, on PlayStation VR. Spark is a V-sport, a unique physical sport only possible in virtual reality, in which players compete in fast-paced, full-bodied VR gameplay and connect in an online community. Next up is Still Time on PS4 and Vita Digital. Still Time is a 2D puzzle platformer about travel and temporal physics. As the protagonists discover their powers, you will learn how to control the flow of time. And we're not done yet. (laughs) Next up is Surf World Series on PlayStation 4 digitally. Take to the waves in Surf World Series. Experience the thrill of killer tricks and monster waves at five legendary surfing destinations. 
Oh boy. Next up is Warriors All Stars, PS4 Digital and Retail. A battle of heroes where everyone is the lead. The very first All Stars title for Koei Tecmo. For the first time in the Warriors series, flashy action combines both the traits of the original series and new exciting elements such as Musou Rush, open scenarios, and multiple endings. Oh, and you thought we were done. We're not. <laughs> Here is White Day, a labyrinth named School. Prepare yourself for the scariest game of the year. When a good deed goes awry, you and your fellow students are locked inside school at night, hunted by a killer janitor and haunted by the troubled souls of the dead. Can you remain hidden and uncover the school's dark secrets to survive? You know, at first glance, the logo looks like it says white bad. (laughs) That's a different game. <laughs> yeah. Next up is Windjammers on PS4 and Vita. I didn't know it's on Vita. That's pretty cool. The most entertaining game ever made. Man, that's a bold claim. Returns to PS4 with brand new features. Windjammers is a fast paced head to head arcade game where two players face off on a court and throw disc at the opponent's goal zones to score points. Mm. Surely we're almost done. <laughs> X-Morph oh Defense God. is the next game on the list. It's on PlayStation 4 digitally. Unique fusion of top-down shooter and tower defense strategy. You are the invader. Use destructive weapons or lead your lead you enemies into a maze of towers. I'm reading it as it's written. <laughs> Strategize in the build mode by carefully selecting various types of alien towers or throw yourself right into the heat of battle. Last game for the week, finally, is Yakuza Kiwami on PS4, digital, and retail. Ten years ago, Kazuma Kiryu took the fall for a crime he didn't commit to save his best friend. Expelled from the Yakuza family, Kiryu is released from prison to a city he no longer recognizes. Chaos erupts when 10 billion yen vanishes from the Tojo clan vault. And with Kiryu caught in the middle, he finds everything points to a young, mysterious girl named Haruka. Together, they must survive to find the answers they both seek. Mm. What is this game? Is this like a prequel or like, you know, I'm a little confused. I have not followed the Yakuza games as closely as I should have. I think I'm going to have to do a retrospective look on the Yakuza franchise at some point and identify what the hell is going on. (laughs) Yeah. Um, They did just announce a sequel to this game recently. So we'll get a Yakuza Kiwami 2 at some point. You got Yakuza 6 coming out next year. You had Yakuza 0 this year. I thought Yakuza 0 was the prequel. That's what I I thought. I don't know what this is, but someone's got to someone send me a timeline. Yeah. (laughs) Or just like a general diagram of what the hell is happening with Yakuza. Yeah. You can listen to the Game of Thrones season seven soundtrack that just wrapped up. It was pretty damn epic. Mm. You could also watch Wonder Woman, which is a cool movie. I really liked Wonder Woman. You could also watch Captain Underpants. The first epic movie. 
Hmm. Hmm. I'm going to pass. Um, yeah. Although, did you read Captain Underpants when you were a kid? No, I didn't. I did. They were, they were all right. Huh. I don't know. I was more uh, drawn to Tolkien back mm. then. It was weird. I was a weird child. Um, we're all weird. We're Those all children. weird on the internet. Despite what Felicia might, Day might say, we are actually all weird on the internet. Yeah. Which I guess kind of makes it so we're not weird on the internet, so maybe she's right. I don't know. Looking forward to watching some more Stranger Things. I think I finished the first season. I oh. think season two is up, and I think season three starts soon-ish. No, season two comes out October oh, 27th. Yeah. Okay. But they recently said that it might go for four seasons. So. Okay. That's, uh, that was the news. I, I, I don't know. I, yeah. I saw I'm something ex- about season three, and I thought there were all, already two seasons out. So I guess I've finished season one of, of Stranger Things, and I really like it. Yeah, that's a fucking fantastic season of TV, man. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love that so much. I'm not a big... Uh, binge watcher when it comes to TV like I don't I usually just watch one maybe two episodes a day um, and but that show I watched it all very quickly for me at least a lot it's of, got a great like hook to it mystery it's awesome wait. hold on I'm gonna look this up but I think now that you mentioned I think Stranger Things season two starts on that dreaded date October 27th it does yes Jesus fucking Christ. That's like one of the best days for just entertainment, period. Oh, man. All right. It's crazy. Yeah, I might. God damn. I might have Some, to take that that week off after. I know. It's crazy. Some incredible metal albums drop October 27, too. So. Oh, my God. God, I, I just can't wait. I think there's a new Saw movie. Then I don't give a shit about that stuff, but still, I mean, Saul's always been popular. Mm. Crazy shit happening that day. Yeah, I am whew, loving it. I'm loving it. Um, what you going to be playing this weekend, if at all? Hopefully Life is Strange. Life yeah. Strange and some uh, Mario's and Rabbids. Oh, yeah. And maybe some Splatoon and Madden. I'm hopefully going to play some shit. If I got the time, we should one v one in Madden. We do, and then either get mad at each other or just laugh at what happens, and then yeah. talk about it because yeah. Madden can be fucking crazy. It can be crazy. The most memorable Madden game I've played against anybody. I was playing against Sam. We were simulating the Super Bowl from like four years ago. Seahawks Broncos. Mm. Uh. He was the Seahawks. I was the Broncos. We were, I was down a touchdown. I needed a touchdown to tie the game. And I was marching downfield, final drive. I was fucking killing it. Like, this is great. Get down to the fucking two yard line or whatever. And I pull a fucking Russell Wilson, throw a pick. The end. Oh, no. It was terrible. And then time expired. I'm like, fuck. This is the, that was the, that was that was some fun stuff. I love when that stuff happens. You had. Oh, my goodness. 
Yeah, don't don't pull Russell Wilson. Just try to pound it in there, man. Mm. Oh, well. Pretty soon we'll be able to talk about our fantasy football league. I'm really excited mm. about that. Yeah, I think the last you know, preseason games are happening soon. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is the last week for preseason. Uh, I got really sad because I picked uh, Julian Ed- Edelman on yeah. the Patriots. Injured Great. for the rest of the season. <laughs> Out. I'm like, fuck. Because I felt like, you know, I had Julio Jones last year, but in terms of wide receivers, that was about it. So I'm like, I need some good quality wide receivers this year. So that's what I, w- I try to do. Mm. Fucker gets injured. Yep. That's why I was like, I was like, I don't know. I didn't mention it, but I was kind of cagey about doing the draft when we did. I kind of wanted to wait until maybe this weekend when all the preseason games were out of the way. But hey, everyone else agreed on it. And I was like, all right, I'll just fucking go with it. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. It'll be fun. It will be. Um, I think that's all we have for the show today and this week. Um, as always, you can contact us via email at PlayStationReportPodcast at gmail.com, or you could contact us on Twitter at PSReportPodcast. You can find me at the Arctic Sloth, and you can find Tyler and his YouTube channels, where you'll probably be hearing about those October 27th metal albums. Yeah. At Plugged On Vids. They do stuff every week, though, so don't wait until then. Um, leave us reviews on iTunes. We'll read them. Please, five stars, baby. That'll help a lot. Mm. If you like this podcast, let, show us your love. Show us. Show us. Yeah. Just, just show me the show. Show me the goods, baby. Uh. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's all. We'll see you next week. Until then, be good to each other, play your video games, and stay saucy.